And now let's take kind of an unusual start to a Universalist Unitarian service by reading a Bible verse. It's Genesis 1.26, and this translation is from the English Standard Bible. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on earth. It seems to me that a lot of people who are in positions of power take that dominion clause very personally. And in the grand scheme of things, human beings in general feel that we are the rulers over all things animal and environmental. The Bible verse states clearly that we humans are not the creepy things, but I'm not always so certain of that. Here we are only a few days from Earth Day, 50th anniversary, which also brings us back 50 years away from an enormous oil spill off the coast of California. That disaster led to epic environmental activism and reform. Except it hasn't been enough, has it? And now we are going backwards. We have certainly, as human beings, been part of planetary systems that have wreaked havoc on planet Earth. At least that's what these major storms, raging fire, and pandemic feel like. We want the comforts and simplicity that technology and electricity and aviation have added to our lives, but we don't necessarily want to consider the burden they place on the Earth's ecosystems. As we shelter in place, we mourn for our freedom, our liberty. We look forward to the day when we are no longer plagued by this virus that has left many of us feeling afraid, fearful, vulnerable. We look forward to being together without restrictions, but there are things to consider now while we are still ensconced in our homes. Many of you have probably seen a message that's been posted on Facebook, but I'm going to read it anyway. The author is unknown, but their words are becoming legend. We are in the same boat. We are not all in the same storm. For some people, it's sprinkling. This is a break. It's a breather. It's a pause in the normal activities. It's time to reconnect with family and slow down. Honestly, for some, it's kind of peaceful. For some, it's a storm. It's scary. It's disruptive. It's enough to make you stay up and watch the news and worry. For some, it's a hurricane. It's tearing at the boards and pulling off the roof. It's washing them all out to sea. It's dark and unknown. It's life-changing. 
It's not wrong to be enjoying the sprinkles or enduring the storm, but please don't negate the differences. Rest with family, but don't minimize the hurricane engulfing your neighbor. Laugh at a meme, but get on your knees for a friend. Get in someone else's storm. So what does that mean, to get into someone else's storm? Especially now when it seems we have so little personal power. When we are part of someone else's liberty, their liberation from burdens holding them hostage, we ourselves are liberated. We are liberated from grief over the way others are treated and sorrow over the circumstances of other people's lives. We can lose the crick in our neck we get from looking away from those we consider other. And we can see better and breathe easier when we can pull our head out of the sand. Someone out there needs you. Yes, your family and our church need you. But what about those communities beyond our current personal sphere? Could you consider opening your expansive mind enough to broaden your social injustice circles to include people and concepts that are uncomfortable for you? Could you consider opening your ever-loving heart to a people or a cause that needs your strength? Could you consider whether there is enough stretch left in your loving arms to wrap them around someone or something that needs a boost? And yes, we will be able to hug each other again, or at least shoulder bump. That is how you get into someone else's storm. Many of us are already giving to organizations that we feel are good causes, but maybe there's a little room for something else. Have you discovered that you can live without things you used to do while you had the freedom to go about your business as you pleased? I'm not saying to give up Starbucks forever, but if you think about what you might have been spending but aren't now, could some of that be donated to causes like water protector support, NAACP membership and projects, and animal shelter? Is there time that you can provide to a cause? Maybe it's making phone calls for political candidates, even for ones that are not local or Illinois races, but critical to our country's welfare. Something you can do now and continue later. I'm sure there are other things that you're doing now that I've not mentioned, and maybe you can let me know. And I will gather that information and send it with a list of worthwhile activities and causes to members of the congregation. Thinking back to our opening words this morning by Sweet Home Teacup, and that name makes me smile every time. I think we have the encouragement that we need to not only get into someone else's storm, but also to be proponents of the tenets of Earth Day. The beginning of the reading goes like this. 
May we recognize and abandon the familiar attitudes and practices that do not serve the whole. We are who we are, and we have the opportunity to be who we want to be, to create a new inheritance in our future. An inheritance in our future. Our future is veiled, but full of promise. It cannot be known, but we can prepare for its challenges by working toward justice. We can extend our hands and our hearts to those who are in need of our support. We can be vehicles and vessels of peace, love, and light. May it be so.